It's April 3rd, 2023, 3.45 p.m. Welcome to the first episode of The Baseball Show. There is no current name right now. There may never be one. I'm Chris Bolando. I'm joined by Stephen McDonald. Yo. We're going to talk some Major League Baseball. Um, the Mets are playing right now. It's one of the, the it's one of two games going on right now, Mets Brewers and another, I think uh, it's an American League tilt going on. But we're gonna get get started with with the first uh, with the first series of uh, of the season opening weekend. Uh, Phillies Rangers, I think that's unarguable the biggest uh, shock to start this young season. Uh, Jacob Degrom was the big storyline coming in, and coming out it was Mitch Garver and a powerhouse Rangers offense taken. Uh, what was it? Four or three games? They took three games from the Phillies. I love it, man. My Rangers. Well, not my Rangers. But, you know what? Kind of the butt of all jokes, in my opinion. Up there with the Marlins and the Pirates. Coming in and taking three games off from the reigning NL champs. I love it. I love to see it. And absolutely embarrassing them, too. I think what should have been the, the story of DeGrom having an atrocious debut for the Rangers... Completely, like, out the window because the Rangers embarrassed the Phillies in two games and swept them in three. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a big, it's a big uh, talking point with that Philly uh, super rotation and that super lineup that they, they spent all that money on. Trey Turner, uh, first at bat of his Phillies career, three-pitch strikeout to Jacob deGrom. I'm sure he's seen many of those uh, both as a national and as a, as a Dodger, but... You you spend all that money with Trey Turner, and obviously he did come back in that game. You know, was productive, and obviously that wasn't the the big story uh, with those games overall at the end. But money talks. Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, and uh, I think my favorite Philly bullpen member right now, Gregory Soto. Ah, yes. Uh, though, though that's what I that's what was in my head with those with that with those matchups with the with those three games. Just all the all the storylines heading up, the Phillies looking to to repeat, to bounce back, and maybe even bring home a bring home a title this year. It's just and yeah, like I said, Degrom's start really uncertainty of what to expect from the Rangers because like really, it they they have not been like too good for the last eight years. Give it, give it, a, yeah, give it around a decade. It's been a bit. They they had like a couple good seasons in there. Like I'm pretty sure 2016, I looked at it last night, they had 95 wins. Which 95 is, wins that is, led, the, led the American League. Really? That led the American League. They had a uh, home field advantage the whole whole way, but uh, they lost to the Blue Jays. They got knocked out early. I don't think they won a single playoff game oh. that year. <laughs> Great. In, in, uh, in typical Rangers fashion, they really couldn't get anything done, but Let's go over to that that first game of uh, of the season for them, the eleven seven uh, opening day victory with Jacob Degrom, Gregory Soto, as I mentioned, was the losing pitcher that day. Zero and one, infinite ERA. That's what his uh, that's what he was looking like at the end. Um, obviously, no innings pitched, four hits, three earned runs, another unearned run on there as well, two walks. Soto himself said he felt yeah he was a little unlucky. Uh, gave up some soft hits, but with a line like that, I don't think you have any real grounds to complain about. You just gotta put your head down and get get to work for, you just for your next go. Exactly, and I think I think he did take that sort of approach uh, in the series finale. He did pitch a very nice, 
strikeouts. He was he was throwing strikes. He was getting some swings and misses. I remember watching that last night. He he looked good. He looked like he bounced back. I mean, that's kind of what you want from your your bullpen guys. Gotta eat it sometimes. Yeah. Moving off of Gregory Soto, uh, the other uh, main uh, cause of those runs, uh, Aaron Nola, the the Philly ace, three and two thirds, four hits, five earned runs. Two walks, four strikeouts, and a home run. Uh, you know, it's a it's a tough look, tough look for Aaron coming coming on to game one and laying an egg like that, especially when he was given a four uh, four nothing lead going into the the fourth inning. Texas scored nine runs off the ace. How, how do you how do you work with that uh, going into your second start against the New York Yankees in the Bronx? I mean, that's a tough one. It doesn't. I mean, listen. Aaron Nola was probably looking at this start as like a nice warm-up game. Not necessarily an easy game to navigate because you do have to give the Rangers some some respect because coming into the season, you look at the lineup, it's a reasonable like one through it's nine. It's a major league lineup. It, yeah, you got major Marcus Simeon, uh, Corey Seager. Those are like, you, you, have to, you have to give them their respect. And Aaron Nola was probably looking at that game. This is where I, I get the ball rolling. Not too, not too hard. Not too easy. Gets gets the feet wet, and then by the time I get to the Yankees, I I feel good about myself. But the not to mention that he struggled against the Rangers. The Yankees are looking pretty pretty solid too. They they getting the ball they're getting the ball rolling. And I don't know how Aaron Nola is feeling to be honest. I mean he's a professional, and obviously he's gonna be he's gonna be ready to go. Looking forward to the challenge, but it's a hard one to say. If he's gonna bounce back, I personally think, as the biased Yankee fan, I think he's gonna eat it, man. I think Aaron Judge is gonna go to town. Anthony Volpe, my boy, he's oh. he's gonna he's gonna show him first home first home run of his career. Be off an Aaron Nola, calling it first home run of Anthony Volpe's major league career is coming off Aaron Nola of the Philadelphia Phillies. And if that doesn't happen, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll I'll let you know. I'll let you know uh, when that series is over. After that, I think the the main uh, story from an offensive standpoint for the Rangers that day, uh, Mitch Garver, the, the the two home runs. I think the, that was the that was the second game of the series. Well, just uh, overall, he played really well. Oh uh, well, both catchers actually. Yeah, you know, him uh, him and Heim, Jonah Heim, very very solid uh, offensive offerings behind the dish. I'm looking at I'm looking at the box score here from game two, just double checking. I'm pretty sure this no, he, was this was the game. Yeah, no, he. That one, game two was the game. He had two home yeah, runs. Yeah, Garver, two, yeah, two for four, two home runs, six two, RBIs. Six that was two, two three-run three run homers for Garver against the Phillies, uh, where Nate Evaldi earned the win, five innings, th- three runs. Uh, this Ranger rotation is looking very uh, interesting with DeGrom, uh, Evaldi, Perez third. John Gray? John Gray, Andrew Heaney. Yeah, no, that's a very interesting rotation. Uh, in the year 2023, it's not something if that if you told me a few years ago would be this you know real talking point, and especially on the Texas Rangers, but especially Martin Perez. I mean, he was great last year. Yeah, but... all star. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, game one starter for Venezuela in the World Baseball Classic. He was and he was great there. I mean, I had my I have my like I'm holding reserve about Martin Perez, be just because prior to last year, he just wasn't anything special and at times dreadful and to see him like 
turn it around, I guess, last year to be as great as he was really caught me by surprise. But hey, you know what? If he like comes close to that form that he was last year, I mean, they got some respectable options. In my opinion, two aces right there, uh, DeGrom and Martin Perez. John Gray, he was like very good uh, last year. Not like Martin Perez, but you know. Serviceable, th- certainly serviceable major league uh, caliber uh, starting pitchers and ones that could go out and win you, win you some ball games. But yeah, Rangers, Phillies, that's definitely the biggest shock of opening weekend, that 3-0 sweep. Um, moving, on, moving on, I think we have another NLE's team you know, has something to talk about, and that's uh, that was the series uh, between the New York Mets and the Miami Marlins. Mets right now are currently losing... Uh, ten nothing to the Milwaukee Brewers is because uh, they Freddie, stink. Ah, oh, because uh, well, their offense to me going into the season was a, a big, uh, big question mark. I think a lot, a lot of people are giving them a little too much credit. I, I see people pinning up, pin, uh, pinning them down to win a couple hun- uh, hundred games, maybe a little over. I think that's way, way overkill. Uh, it's always hard uh, to predict a team. I think to to win a hundred games. Because that's just, that's, like, incredibly hard to do. Uh, very very few teams are able to, like, replicate 100-win seasons over the course of, like, many years. So, congrats to the Mets. They had won 101 games last year. But I think every year, in my opinion, you have to prove that you're able to win 100 games. And the, I wiped the slate clean, to be honest. I think the only team I can see, like, winning 100 games is the Astros. And that's because they've shown they can they could do that for multiple seasons. So going back to the series uh, before this uh, mild disaster for Carlos Carrasco, uh, four innings plus five uh, five earned uh, runs, I think was the 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 line there with Tommy Hunter not helping him out. Before that, you start the season three and one against the Miami Marlins. You go into you go to Lone Depot Park. You go to Old Marlins Park. A place that's kind of haunted you over over the years, you know, overall throughout Mets history, and you you go on the road, you beat a major league team, you get you win this for the four game series, three to one, and you see a lot of of good things with that staff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, Kodai Senga, he, th- that first inning was rough for him, but he like got out of it and he he started to roll, and you know. I'm I'm a big believer in Kodai Senga. I I kind of wanted him on my team to be honest, but uh I mean, what's done is done. I think I think because there's not a whole lot of film on him and he's kind of new, I think he will I think he'll have like a he'll do very well this year. I think low 3s ERA, maybe maybe even high 2s uh 2 ERA, 2.9 I think. I think he's going to take a lot of people by surprise. He is definitely an all-star. For sure. All right, another another nice prediction for from Steve. Uh, I think my the thing that impressed me most with Senga uh, yesterday was um, four of the, the the first four Marlins batters reached base uh, to start the game. It did not look particularly good from from Senga, and the the one good thing you had uh, with those four batters reaching base and a run scoring was it didn't seem like anything mecha- mechanically was too off, but you know, obviously four the uh, straight base runners to your game is never, never good at all. Yeah. And the, the, the poise that he had on the mound to go out and get Yuli Gurriel 
striking out swinging with the bat flying out of his hand to really ease through the rest of the game showed me a lot of a lot of good things. That's a that's a pitcher who could come back from some sort of adversity, and I I don't there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot more you know, in game adversity than with the start that he had to that game and to uh, come out of the game with the line he had five and a third, uh, just the one run and eight strikeouts, all swinging on the ghost fork. I think it it also has to be acknowledged that. Even though this is his first ML, this is MLB debut uh, yesterday. He is he is a veteran. The sense of the game of baseball, you know, he's thirty Absolutely. years old. He's played in the J- the Japanese league, and you know the Japanese league is uh, has proven time and time again they produce players. And I think as we move further and uh, further into the future, they're going to continue to pr- produce more good players at a higher rate. And the experience that he gets out there is is very valuable. And so. Even though for like most people on their debut, if the, if you give up four straight hits, uh, you're probably a little concerned. But I consider him, in a sense, a veteran, and he's definitely dealt with this on several occasions. So this feeling may be new because it's the MLB, but not entirely new because he's he's played base, he's played a lot of baseball, he's got a lot of experience under his belt, and he's able to draw from that, and he knows how to handle himself in that kind of situation. And he proved that he was able to, limiting the damage to only one run. And the rest of the game, he was incredible. There was another Major League debut uh, in the NL East uh, yesterday. Uh, Jared Schuster for the Atlanta Braves came out. uh, First inning, uh, he gives up four runs. Uh, I see, I compare that to Senga. Obviously, I think it's a little unfair to compare the two too much because Schuster's truly making his uh, a real debut on the biggest stage that he's ever seen. Yeah. Senga, who was pitched in, you know, I don't know off the top of my head, but several Japan series winning, winning it, I think at least two of them. Uh, but Schuster, yeah, he came out, he didn't pitch particularly well. Uh, and the Braves lost their first game 4-1 to the Washington Nationals. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's just interesting seeing those two sorts of uh, starts go hand-in-hand hand with each other and how one uh, ends well for Senga and one ends poorly for Schuster and the Atlanta Braves. But staying in the National League East and with the Miami Marlins, Jazz Chisholm Jr. has looked very uh, interesting in center field, uh, to say the least. Um, and that entire uh, defensive alignment has looked interesting uh, with Gene Segura at third base, Luisa Rise. At second, which I think, in my mind, Luis Arise is still a first baseman. He played plenty of first base for Minnesota yeah. last year. Arise has looked very good at, at second. He did look very good throughout uh, that entire Mets series. But back on uh, Chisholm, not good, not great. No. I wonder how much time it takes the Marlins for them to get like a proper like center field. Either promote one within or like go out and get one because – I know it was three games, but he was he was dreadful out there, and I don't I don't blame Jazz Chisholm either because I actually applaud him because he was asked if he would play center, and he was like, "I'd give it a go," and you know what? He made a fool of himself. But you know what? That's like not really his he position. Didn't just say, he didn't just say he would give it a go. He said he would he he would win some gold gloves. He would win some gold gloves. That is true. I kind of forgot about that. I I think I like purposely blotted that out <laughs> my mind to be honest. Um. Uh, but it's a it's a hard one for him because 
as much as much as you want to hold your players accountable, and you know you should probably hold him accountable for like playing absolutely dreadful. Like I thought he was playing for the Phillies, if I'm being quite honest. <laughs> but at some point, you also I look more towards the Marlins organization themselves for putting like Jazz Chisholm in that in that kind of position. I think that's a whole other can of worms because we could talk about the Marlins organization and their their dysfunction for lack of better terms. Uh, I think at a, at, a, at another time. Yeah, but. I, I want to, I mean, I'd prefer, like, w- one of your right or left fielders playing out there, Brian De La Cruz, uh, Jorge Soler, because at least with those guys. Jesus th- Sanchez. Jesus Sanchez, right? He played some center field last year. Because uh, at least with those guys, they are outfielders, right? And while center field is is distinctly different from left or, from your corners, a lot of the, the basic principles of playing outfield still apply. And they have a good grasp of of that, unlike Jazz Chisholm. You know, I'd I'd prefer to start Jazz if we're looking to push him to the outfield. I'd prefer to start him in one of the corners, right? Yeah, and then go from there. I I agree with that. Um, I mean, that's kind of where like the term "hiding your players in the in, yes, in like yes. left or right" comes from, because you know, uh, the, how many times have you seen DH type players get get thrown out in the corner and? And something happens. Yeah, how, right. How much do you, do you get to watch uh, Nick Castellanos type player uh, play play the corners? Yeah, right. My boy Matt Carpenter. You know, <laughs> I love that man. Carpenter out out in San Diego. The Yankees hosted uh, an NL West uh, opponent in their opener, the the San Francisco Giants. They're playing right now three nothing against the Chicago White Sox. Michael Kopech not pitching particularly effectively for Chicago, but Going back to the Yankees, that was a, a pretty solid, you know, opening opening series. I'm sure there are a lot of things that you, as a Yankee fan, would like to see uh, changed, especially with some of that bullpen management. But uh, it was puzzling, to say the least. I mean, but I think my main takeaway is that we've got some starting rotation injuries, and we have some. Uh, we have Domingo Herman, who's not a young guy, and two younger guys, Clark Schmidt who's been around the Yankees' uh, big league team for a while, and Johnny Brito, who made his, his major league de- debut. Brito looked nice yesterday. Looked very uh, good. That, that changeup was, like, creamy. The changeup, yeah. <laughs> creamy. Inter- interesting, uh, interesting description, but definitely definitely a, a, a very solid uh, MLB debut. I could for... put that on. I could put those change-ups on loop, man. Those were great. I, th- those movement, the movement on those, it was like moving from the left-handed batter's box all the way to the right, and like getting some nice swing and misses. I think there's something here. Granted, one start, but he was he was he was dealing. It's certainly what you want to see. Um, but how can we not talk about the Yankees without talking about uh, your boy? Which one, man? man? Aaron Judge, the MVP. Yeah, that's right. First at bat of the season goes. You say hard. that again. First at MVP. Bat, MVP. MVP. First at bat of the MVP. season. MVP. Goes yard. Yeah, that's right. That's right, he does. Look, I got a little scared for like 20 minutes, maybe like 10 minutes, that he was actually going up to the Giants. Arson Judge. And then my boy. Let's wait till like Jeff, uh, Jeff Passant says something. 
and then at that point, it's like, what's the? Why am I even following you, man? If you're just giving me like dog water to read. So me and John Heyman broke up afterwards because he like played with my heart too much there. But Aaron Judge is my on my team, and that's all that matters. He is my captain. I've been saying for a while that I think Aaron Judge should have been the, the Yankee captain, and we did him justice by making him the captain. He like fits the bill. There's the, not much. There's not much more he, he could do. Yeah, right. He is. He is the face of your franchise. When it comes to the media, he's a Derek Jeter like, where talks a lot but doesn't really give you a quote. You know, that that's that's kind of what that's what you need. That's what you need on the New York Yankees. Yeah, right. That's what the New York Yankees are all about. That's what that that's what the organization that's what the organization kind of strives for. Yeah, and uh, obviously. Very, very important for for that team to keep that player on this team for for this long. I think it, it would till till he till he retires. I think that would have sent like an awful message to like the team and anyone who's like looking to join the Yankees if the Yankees uh, ended up letting Aaron Judge walk. Because in my opinion, if I'm if I'm Brian Cashman, I'm doing what I can, which he which he did, uh, to to bring him to bring him back. That kind of when someone like Aaron Judge is the face of your franchise, right, and just like one of the faces of the league, and you're just willing to let him walk when you have a winning team. Uh, if I'm a player, I'm like a little dissuaded. Do I want to play for that organization with Brian Cashman making those moves? Yeah, right. When when we have a chance to win a World Series, right, and you are you are letting one of the biggest players in baseball uh, just walk. It it makes me concerned about what he would do to me because why would you why would a GM want to turn his back on somebody like Aaron Judge? I I can't tell I can't I can't tell you what would happen to the city of New York to the Yankee faithful if if uh, if Aaron Judge went over to San Francisco to play for his hometown team, but off of that. I got some breaking news. Breaking after I news. just after I just like hyped up my boy Johnny Brito. We have breaking news. He was optioned to AAA, which uh, I'm thinking this is. I'm hoping this is just a temporary move to like make room for somebody else, uh, an, an extra like arm in the bullpen or somebody on the bench. But that ra- that raised some alarm bells in my brain when I saw that. So Johnny Brito goes back to AAA. What what is the status on the Yankee the 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 trio on the IL with Ro, Rodon? That that's big a, signing Rodon. Uh, who, that's who a that's a good on, question. Uh, Monta, well, Montas is no Montas, Montas is done. Is done. So I mean the big thing with those three is Montas because Montas is gone. The big thing with uh, Brito Schmidt and Herman is they're all fighting for that that Montas spot because that's going to be there for the whole season. And you could pop, and, and if you pitch well enough, you're probably taking uh, Montas's spot in the lineup, uh, in the rotation. But if I had to take a guess, Carlos Rodon is like the closest one to being back uh, because when he was originally put on IL, they made it public, publicly known that this isn't a big deal. This is more of a let's, let's make sure he's 100%. We we don't need to rush it type of IL move. So if I had to take a guess, Carlos Rodon is like close to being back, but I am not completely sure. I think you're gonna see plenty of uh, Herman as the the veteran of of those three guys fighting for 
fighting for the spot as a versus a retail end. Yeah, uh, I I don't. I'm not a big Domingo Herman guy, and I mean it. It kind of comes down to his game relies on soft contact. He doesn't get a whole lot of swings and misses. Uh, his game relies on a, lo- a lot on people putting the ball in play, especially this year when you can't shift, right? That only works for so long. That Yeah, right? That only works for so long. I, I mean, you still can shift, but not as dras- drastic as you could uh, in previous years. Yeah, no no, no deep shifts, no no infielders playing the outfield, no, no four-man yeah. outfields. And... And that made it easier for for players or for Herman to be able to get those uh, that contact because it's you know if you hit it into the shift right there's stuff to work with but now now those, now, those holes the holes have opened the holes have opened right the little league hits uh, for the left-handed batters on the right side of the infield they're going back they're yeah. they're in the outfield again they are right and I mean listen I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now. Uh, just because he has, as much as I, Herman has not been my favorite, uh, I also do have to acknowledge that uh, he has been a solid option. For for what he is as a, a sixth starter, a fill-in, he is solid, and you know what? He can he can get a job done. So we, we just have to wait and see with him. He's going to pitch against the Phillies. So I think that will be a good test for him because uh, even though – even though we just kind of like trash talk the Phillies, uh, they do have a good. Uh, they oh, have some good hitters. Still a formidable lineup with with Turner, Schwarber, and uh, Harper on the on the men's. He'll he'll be back mid season. You think? Yeah. But for the Yankees, it's still still a solid lineup to to work with uh, at home. Yeah, and that's a good that's a good first test. Going going back to the shift, the ban of the shift. There there are the new rules in place. Uh, most notably, I think the the pitch clock has been very noticeable in games. So mostly, in my my opinion, for for good, and some uh, some for very bad. Um, with that, with the first Met game of the season uh, opening day, uh, we had the the incident with McNeil and Alonzo, where Alonzo's running back from second base to first on a foul ball, and McNeil is charged uh, automatic strike. That strike. Should not have been charged, but as per uh, the umpires, uh, and it makes me uh, worry a little bit. Um, how, what, how are these new rules going to be enforced to to their best, as best as possible, to the point where they are supposed to be enforced? Because they are going to be a lot more strict. With the clock, this clock is a, is a very much a hard timer. You see guys in the box, uh, you see guys in the box. The clock goes down; it's over. In 2015, there was the the step out rule where guys were not supposed to be stepping out of the batter's box. We never saw that enforced. I, I did you know that that rule was in place? I mean, I kind of knew, but like it, it might as well not have been there because it was never it was never enforced. I, mean, I I completely forgot that that was essentially I forgot that was instituted uh, back then, but now I'm, with now with uh, the pitch clock, it's it's just kind of it just kind of happens. We're seeing violations, you know, on occasion. It's not awful, but it's definitely I don't think where the league wants it to be. I mean, okay, well, with the pitch clock violations, I think it, it's definitely going to be at an uptick 
early in the season. Absolutely. Because this is a this is a massive change for just and just anybody who plays baseball at, at any level because w- growing up pitch clock just like wasn't even an idea you're 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 not even taught to like move at the pace with a pitch clock you you're, you're just taught just move at your own pace right if you're the pitcher you own you own the mound you own the game yeah right you, you as a pitcher you set the pace you set the tempo right obviously don't be don't be too slow because the umpire will say something to you but like that's like pretty vague now we have some like concrete like rules of like, what is it? I'm, it's twenty seconds when a runner's on. Twenty seconds, runners on fifteen, uh, with nobody on. See, like this is like so new for me because like we don't even know we don't even know the specifics. I don't know how to play baseball anymore. <laughs> like, I I gotta go back play some t-ball. They gotta teach me. But I'm okay. But to be honest, I'm like a a big fan of speeding up the game of baseball. To be honest, and quite frankly, at first I thought this would be something you would notice, but like after going previously uh, last year to some minor league baseball games where the pitch clock was instituted, you, you don't even think about it. You don't think about it, and there, and especially with the minor leaguers who are much more used to the clock, you don't see a lot of the violations. I I think this is overall a good thing for baseball, right? Especially in the case of high offense games, because like high offensive games, they usually take a little bit longer, a lot bit longer. I remember when the Yankees went out to uh, to London and played the Red Sox. Oh, my. <laughs> that was a high-scoring game. I think the final score was like 17 to 14, something like that. It wasn't a real score. It wasn't. Okay, it wasn't a baseball score. It was more like a football score, well, quite literally with a score like 17 to 14. And that took that, that was like a five-hour game. And to be quite honest... I don't. I don't particularly. As much as I love my Yankees, and as much as I love, you don't watching, have the time to sit through the whole game. You don't have the the four or five hours to to sit through a entire Major League Baseball th- uh, game. You got things to do. My life is more important than the Yankees, you know. But sometimes Yankees is my life. But the o- the only kind of like sporting event I'm sitting the five hours for is like a a Wimbledon final, uh, a U.S. Open final, one one of those major tennis there, there finals. There needs to be a, there needs to be a, the highest of stakes. Right. There needs to be the highest of stakes. Now, let me ask you a question. If there's a last year, last year, no pitch clock, nothing. Thirteen to one game. How long does that game take? How like this year? It, with a pitch clock. La- last year, no pitch clock. How long do you think that that is taking? Thirteen to oh. one. Oh. That, that, that game's probably like bordering four hours. Four and a it it's up there. I'm trying to think. Last year, the average time of a game was like three hours. Just about three. Just about just, three hours. It was just uh, about three standard, hours. Standard standard game. That's like a standard game. That's a very okay. So that's like probably that a thirteen to nothing game. So that's a uh, thirteen to one game. That's a not normal game. That's probably taking close to four hours. And to be honest. to visit the Oakland Athletics on opening uh, weekend. Dude, nice segue, nice segue. Game two uh. of the series. 11-run third inning for the Angels. Game time, 224. The whole game? 224, that's the whole game. Wow. 13-1. I actually didn't know that. I knew I knew it was going to be microscopic. Yeah. 
it's okay. Two hours and twenty-four minutes. Two hours twenty-four minutes for a thirteen-to-one game of baseball. You, okay, so you want you want to hear something? A fun fact. I was looking at Jeff Passan's Twitter, and he was showing like the he was showing all the, like the different numbers comparing it to last season opening week. Let me pull up the tweet, but one of the the facts he posted had to do with the average game time, and I'm pretty sure that out that two hours and twenty-four minutes. I'm pretty sure that is lower than the average thus far, and I got it up, and it is. So in the first opening week of baseball, the three or four games your team played, the average time to play the whole game took two hours and 38 minutes. So even though they scored more runs, 13 runs, that was like still below the average. That's like quite impressive. Breaking news for the San Francisco Giants. Michael Conforto is it a home run. No, he didn't. Michael Conforto has hit his first home run of the season, his first home run since October 2nd, 2021. Oh, no. 4-0 Giants against the Chicago White Sox. Going back to that Ment Brewer game, uh, 10-0 Brewers. Dennis Dude, it's 7-0, man. 7-0. Oh, well. Where you been, man? I'm clearly looking at the wrong thing. You are working, looking at the wrong thing, man. Ouch. Michael Cope. Uh, Don't listen. Kope. Let's cancel this guy. He's giving out fake news over hey, here. Hey, hey, hey. Let's chill out here. We're just reading. We're just reading. We're just reading. We're just reading outdated information. Yeah, man. We're reading yeah, outdated information from three minutes ago. So yeah, you man. Know, I think Dude, okay. No, time out. Your, your, your information is really outdated because, like, Michael Conforto hit a home run. Then Tyro Estrada, the next batter, hit a home run. Jock Peterson flew out. Then Mikey Yastrzemski hit a home run. And then David Villar hit a home run. Yikes. So that yeah. – <laughs> Hey, well – I I have my defense. It happened quickly, and with that clock, it really did happen. Dude, happen right? in a blink. So, shout to pitch seven clock, no, seven nothing White Sox. Michael Kopech. He's still in the game. Getting hurt. Michael Kopech is still in the game. Ten nothing Brewers. Bottom seven. Dennis Santana uh, with two runners on. That's a third day in a row working. That's a little little interesting for Buck Showalter, but you really don't have any other any other long options. Yeah, uh, for that uh, for that bunch. Um, I, I think another thing I'm excited for with the new new rules in place, it's got to be uh, with the whole, like, amount of times you can pick off a runner. See, I, I'm not the biggest fan. You're not the biggest? Okay, I, I, will, I, will give, I will say this, though. I think two times throwover is, a, is like, I think it should be higher, to be honest. Uh, I don't think it should. Uh, well, if you, if you have no pickoff limit at all, there, that is a way to circumvent the pitch clock. I think, I think you need to give them a little, a lot more than two, because to have two throwovers, you use all two of them, and then you have a guy like Trey Turner on first. That's a free and easy lead for him that that he has no punishment against. That's a free stolen base for him, uh, unless well, unless he... you go off and and play for a a, a pick a, a pitch out or a, 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 some sort of back pick. One thing I've I. I have seen uh, the catchers do uh, because some of some of the uh, these more faster guys are uh, getting a little too jumpy. So the catcher will they'll like to signal to the pitcher to throw over to a base. They'll just like put the glove down. Not that this was isn't a new thing, but uh, the, the catchers are putting the gloves down, and this is like probably going to be much uh, much more important uh, important little bit of uh, gamesmanship, I guess. Oh, it absolutely is. You got to be, you got to be ec- uh, economical with it. Yeah, it's a like the pitch clock. It's a completely new, you know, addition to the game. And, and in my opinion, I think the two is way too, 
way too much. You, yeah, too I think little. you got to right, you know, too, 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 too egregious. Definitely, obviously, too little. Too, too throws. Um, I think, but, hmm. but to be honest, even though I do think it's too little, I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, bringing back the stolen base. Oh, well, absolutely. I, I love a stolen base, man. The, and, stolen, and he, the steal and the, the athletic defense that you get to see without the shift. Yeah, right? Athletic defense and stolen bases, man. I'll tell you what. Every every time I stole a base in, in high school baseball, that was awesome. But I don't think we'll see any Ricky Henderson type numbers. I uh in my mind, I think a Ricky Henderson in this era of baseball with two two pickoffs. I would love to see that. See, but that's my that's my caveat. That's my uh, one one uh, love with the pickoff rules is the idea of a Ricky Henderson in this league. Yeah, that would see that that'd be like awesome. You know, like I said, even though two like pickoffs is like feels too little. The flip side of that is I can I can have guys with a hundred stolen bases in a season. What if? I think it's a very real possibility because of the, the two pickoffs. Oh, it absolutely is. Okay, maybe not this first season because you still have the old, the previous like methods of baseball in your head. But maybe, maybe in two or three seasons, you may you may see some like ridiculous numbers for some players. You know, prime candidate Trey Turner. You know, Turner, Turner, Acuna. I mean, I don't, I don't know what Anthony Volpe is, type of numbers he can put up. But I, I'd put him in he's that a, conversation. He's, he's, he's a fast guy. I know he's a fast guy. He's, he, Dude, I, does he I already have him. two steals? He, I think he has three steals. Three? Oh, my. Well, that's something I, I'd like to keep the pulse 100% on. so far. He has not been caught. He, he ain't never going to be caught either. He's too fast, man. Too fast, too quick. It will definitely be fun to see that guy run because that guy can run. Dude, what what about Brendan Nimmo? I know, I know your guy doesn't like to oh, – he, he doesn't, doesn't steal like bases. He does, he's fast, but he doesn't steal. Uh, I don't think he will anytime soon because, uh, uh, well, that's not fair. In my head, he uh, almost blew his knee and ankle out stealing. That's not what happened. It was a, a double play ball or a force out at second base. But Nimmo, Nimmo's concern uh, has always been his health uh, stealing, and he I think he said that himself. That's why he doesn't steal. That's not why it's really part of his game. Uh, but even with these rules, I don't know with him specifically is that if, if that's going to change. Because even uh, even if you have two pickoffs, uh, the the chance that you're going to get hurt in a slide slide in second base doesn't really change. Yeah, I didn't know that about Brendan no more to be quite honest. But I I listen. I th- I still think he can. He'll get some. He'll get some steals. Oh, I'm sure he'll sneak some more in this year. Now now that it's just safer for him to do so in terms of not getting not getting caught. Yeah. And apparently the bigger bags is supposed to make it safer for players. I'm not I'm not too sure about the science, but I that's think, what we're claiming. I think the science behind that is, is regarding the play at first base, the the bang bang play where guys are getting stepped on and uh, Very true. they're, they're getting okay. their, their ankles turned and that, that's a whole that's a whole uh, that's a whole other issue with guys with guys uh, getting hurt there. Okay. Good to know. No, 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 dude. There, there's a picture out there with the with the new with the new bases, and they got like 
your regular like large pie pizza box next to it, and it's quite literally the same thing. So just imagine, imagine we're going to Bronx Pie, and you get, you get, <laughs> you we no, dude, you you laugh, but I'm serious, man, dude, you get we get we, we get, get we get a large pie, and just imagine the the, lar- the box for the large pie, that's and that's your base. base. All right, so that is the base, like right, one for one, man. Next endeavor, just not made out of cardboard, you next know. Next endeavor, then uh, I'm getting three large pies. Uh, where I'm gonna go pick it up. Uh, we play some three, baseball. We play some baseball. We have three bases. We just need a, we just need one home plate, and uh, that's that settles that. Yeah, right. That that sounds. Hey, listen. I think that sounds like some. That sounds like some like something I'd do like if I had a backyard, but I don't have a backyard, so I wouldn't do that. I got a question for you. I got an answer. I I've I've like not asked you like personally. What who's your NL Cy Young this year? Ooh, well. I personally don't love making a uh, making Cy Young and MVP predictions like that uh, so early into the season. I like to. Okay. There's no other pitcher in baseball like Sandy Alcantara who could go as deep as he does, as consistently as he does. Uh, as efficiently as he does. He gets outs. That is his job. He might not have the strikeout numbers, but he didn't need them last year, and uh, he's effective, man. He's a baller. He's a baseballer. He is a baseball player. He's a def- He's more than a baseball player. He's a baseballer. He is, Say it, man. He's a baseballer. There it is. I'll give him the baseballer tag. Yeah. First ever baseballer, Sandy Alcantara. Good for you, man. Yeah, that's right. That's my, that's my NL Cy Young. I just picked him now. Okay. Who's, who's yours? Who's your NL Cy Young? We're, uh, we're on this. Well, we're yeah. Here. See, I haven't even thought about this one to be honest. Uh, I got. I got to like go through the list in my head because I want. I want a solid. I want a solid pick. Okay, Santi Alcantara. I think. I think the fact that he goes so deep into innings is. I don't know what the, I don't know what the voters uh, look at. Right. Obviously, they look at your basic ERA, and all those kind of numbers, but. I think the fact that he is able to go so deep into games is, like, incredibly valuable, uh, which is not something, like, you see in the modern game, which I appreciate. I mean, we got a new guy a new guy in town, you know, Justin Verlander, oh. re- reigning AL MVP. Uh, uh, Cy Young, not MVP. Uh, Cy Young, excuse me, man. Hey, listen, man. Hey, He's got I, of, one of, all those, pe- of all people to, to screw that one up, I, I'm shocked it's you. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Mr. Yankee. Mr. Yankee, whatever, man. Whatever, man. Just because he like haunts me doesn't mean I like. I know everything about him, but <laughs> rain, raining AL Cy Young winner—that's like a good shout. Max Scherzer, you know, all, another good shout. I don't think any of the New York Mets uh, rotation. That, I don't think any of that hey, rotation. Listen, man. They'll, they, I'm sure they'll be in in uh, I'm just, conversation. Dude, I'm just throwing names out there, man. I'm I'm like. Well, I'm respectfully disagreeing with you. Hey, but listen. This is just this is just me thinking out loud, man. As Ed Sheeran once said, I'm thinking out loud. People fall in All right. love I'm in gonna cut you off right there. Ways. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, that's not going in. That's not going in this. What? That's not going in there. No, oh, fuck you, that's man. That's not going. That's not going in there. Dude, you just bleep that shit out, man. Hey, yo, dude, you gotta chill. Dude, you, gotta, you got you got like a bleep button over there. You can do that. I don't that. see it. I don't see a cough button. It probably is one. No, 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 not a cough button. Let's let's like next time get oh, a bleep next button. Next time, next time we'll play around with the with the switcher and uh, 
get a I get go, a little bleep yeah, button, I so then it. I could be a little PG thirteen over here. Ooh, Please ooh. and thank you. Okay, I'm always one for the oddball pick, and this one's not gonna. This, I mean, not that it's this one's gonna be like an oddball pick per se, but it's more it's more of the uh, uh, the not so obvious pick. Uh, okay, well I say that, and then like I'm more so leaning towards Sandy Alcantara myself. Just because I love the fact that well, he can so go all all nine innings. That that's your pick. That's your 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 oddball pick. No no no, dude. Nah, dude. I was just saying. Well, so give me your oddball pick. I, I want to hear this. I'm always interested in uh... Zach Wheeler. See, I wouldn't even call that an oddball pick. It's not that odd. The, did you see the year he had last year? Zach Wheeler. I'll, I'll Max Freed actually. I'll Zach Wheeler. I actually, oh, so that's I'll, another guy. But he... I like Max Freed more. I know he just got hurt, but I I like me Max Freed more. He, yeah, he is very good. Oh, he is Darvish. very good. I like you, Darvish. You, see, I think that's a little more oddball. He's a bit more oddball. If you I want a true like... oddball, I think you got to pick you, Darvish, out of that out of uh, that pile to call the oddball. I'm trying to go through the list of players. I, do... I think I think top the top two in NL Cy Young this year: Sandy Alcantara, Julio uh, Rios. Oh, dude, I those forgot are, about Julio. Those are those are those are my two to to really keep a close. I'm going. Eye. I, you know, I said Zach Wheeler. I'm going Zach Wheeler. I'm a big Zach Wheeler believer. I've I've always liked Zach Wheeler. I kind of wanted the Yankees to sign him when he was a free agent. Uh, didn't happen. I'm not, I'm not not sore about that. But you know, okay, that that's that's my pick. I, I'm locking it in, baby. There's no going back. I'm. You know what? Right now, I'm gonna go onto FanDuel and put my bet in that Zach Wheeler is gonna win NL Cy Young. This is not betting advice. Yeah, it is. This is not betting advice. So, but like, talk, okay. Yeah, well, I got, dude. I got another right, question. Keep going. Hey. Keep going. All right, keep going. But so, okay. So Sandy Alcantara's your your Cy Young award winner, right? How do the Marlins improve, or do they improve rather? Uh, so off the top of my head, that team won uh, sixty nine games last year. Uh. I think the real true upgrade for that team is Luis Arise. Yeah, no, that's that's like the uh, – Even with yeah. Arise, you look up and down that lineup, well, there's nothing really speaking to you. I think there's a lot of people on the Brian Taylor Cruz train. He had a really nice uh, second half last year. Not even, a, not even a full second half, but very nice nonetheless. Yeah. People are banking on him to, to play nice for them. But if you have a 69-win team like that and uh, they, they didn't sign – uh, a trio of MVPs, um, which I don't think any team really will. Yeah. Uh, maybe improve them by four or five games. Okay. It's it's nothing. It's nothing that they that that's really to write home about you know, down in South Beach, at Lone Depot Park, uh, which is a shame for for that staff because that staff is is pre, is pretty solid. It is pretty like, solid. Pretty solid staff. That's actually. You know what? I'll go as far as say that's like one of the better like pitching staffs. In the league, but you got you got Alcantara. Alcantara, Jesus, I think hey, Jesus, Jesus Lazardo. Lazardo. I think he'll he's gonna have a real nice year. He, I think so. He took the Mets lunch money. Uh, uh, yeah, second game. Oh, of, yeah, second he game did. Of the series uh, made him struggle against a left-handed pitcher. Yeah, once damn again. right, he took your lunch money. <laughs> so you got you got Lazardo. You got Cabrera, who shined at times last year. He had the injury troubles. He didn't pitch particularly well against the Mets, but that's another. Uh, that's good. another bright that's spot. Another, that's another you know? solid arm in, the, in there. And uh, Johnny, Qua- uh, Johnny, Johnny Cueto. Cueto. We'll, we'll Ooh, see. Johnny Cueto and 
Trevor Trevor, uh, Trevor Rogers, who right. desperately needs to to get back on it. To bounce back. He had the he had the solid he had the more than solid rookie year. He struggled yeah. last year, and he he had a tough tur- tough first goal of it would, yeah, against would, the Mets. Yeah, uh, and waiting in the wings. Uh, next uh, next up, he might not be uh, uh, next man up in AAA. I don't I don't know if he is in AAA right now. But Ooh, Yuri Perez. Yuri Perez. I'm excited to see Yuri Perez at the major league level. I think okay. he he'll succeed. Uh, quite nicely. It's just a matter of will that team score and yeah. will that bullpen hold the lead. I've seen Tanner Scott come in for the Marlins plenty of times, and I've seen him exit with uh, the game either lost or out of hand. Dude, you said that like a game show host. Tanner, will they score runs? Or will will Tanner, they score or will, will Tanner, Tanner Scott blow the lead? <laughs> will Tanner Scott blow the lead hey, tonight? <laughs> Not, Live with the Marlins. It's not. Hey, well, it it might as well happen a couple times a week. You, you I go mean, back yeah. and think it happens a couple times a week. I have Jesus Lazardo as my like breakout player this year. I think I, he's that, gonna. I respect that pick. Yeah, I dude, I was a big fan of Jesus Lazardo when he was on the the uh, the Athletics. His first season with the Athletics, obviously, that was like his first full season when everyone was like trying to hype him up. That was like. Not what everyone expected, and then the following year, twenty twenty one, also like even oh well even worse. But you know this year, uh, last year, twenty twenty one, he he put he put his uh, his little flag in the ground, saying, "Hey man, I'm here, I'm here." And this year, he's gonna say even he's gonna say that even louder into the megaphone, "I'm here, I'm here, I'm here." Makes he's making an all star game. That's oh, not even okay. not even not even okay. as like the uh, the one like Marlins representative. He's just he's like a true all star. He's an all star because he's he's a, he's a base he's a baseball player, man. Mar- Marlins had was it just the two or did they have an extra last year? Because they had Alcantara, obviously. You had Garrett, Garrett Cooper. Did, did you have anyone else? Uh, I'm, I'm not I, I'm I not so know. sure. I don't think so. I don't know. I but highly doubt that. Jesus Lazardo definitely a solid. I think that's that's a real solid uh, solid pick. Yeah, especially for, for for breakout breakout, breakout player. Yeah, underrated pick. It, it, I I consider that breakout because like I would say Anthony Volpe, but you know that's kind of you got to see a little more. You got to you got to see. You can't break out from nothing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess technically it's breaking out because like this is like first major league season, but I don't know. That's just a real nice rookie year then. Yeah, it's just a nice rookie year. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that, to be honest. Middle eight Mets still scoreless against the Brewers, 10 nothing. Dude, your team stinks, man. Hey, well, hey, uh, that off. Hey, as I said, the offense is still uh, still a lot of question marks from me. Eduardo Escobar has had a real, real tough go to start. And Dude, Brett right? Beatty is, I, 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 I don't think he's knocking on the door. I think he's three three feet in the in the foyer. Uh how long? Dude, he's t- banging on the door. FBI, FBI. He ain't banging on the door. He's already in. He's, he's in. Gotta, oh, he got called up. Uh, hopefully, hopefully oh. soon. Well, dude, he's, no, no, no. Well, then if he's not in, it's the FBI hey, at the door. You, okay, fine. FBI, FBI, FBI. Let me in. All right. Well, well. Nick Water Escobar, or then Buck Showalter is like, no. Well, that that is essentially what that really is what happened in spring training. Yeah, right. Because Beatty hit hit very nicely. Escobar did not. Beatty had a revelation at third base defensively in the middle of spring training, and you look all over all over Twitter, you're seeing Brett Beatty diving all over all over all over the hot corner, making all the plays. 
how long until until he's called up because Escobar can't hit and his fielding isn't anything to really write home about. It might be a, a little below average, uh, to be honest. I think, to be honest, you give it like a week or two. I think, yeah, I think and we're like, in a day's territory right now. Like, I'd say come Friday, if he's like continuing this awful form, now now you have now you have the all the fans like yelling and screaming. And dude, you're you're making like f- things at we me. We have we have breaking no- news. We have we have an important update for the Mets game. Now pitching for the Mets, Luis Guillorme. He's back on the mound. He is dude, back. What? He is back for his Actually, reliever yeah. of the year campaign. Hey, he's got hey scoreless uh, two thirds of the inning so far. No, let's see. Dude. Let's see if he he can finish finish strong. Uh, but that's the state. That's, that, that's the state of that game. Yeah, right. Uh, but Brett Brett Beatty, I think, man, desperately needs to come up sooner rather than later. Yeah. This offense, this offense needs a needs a real spark, and I think that's what they tried to do last year in Atlanta with Beatty. He did hit the home run in his first at bat, but then he he regressed. I think as everyone should have reasonably expected him to as a as a as a really young. Young player, same with Francisco Alvarez. He's going to take a little longer than than Beatty for sure. Especially. You got more time with Alvarez just because your your two catching your catching options are like good enough. They're good enough in the sense that they can catch the ball. I can't say the same about Francisco Alvarez. Last year, every other every other box score I would see, uh, there'd be a pass ball <laughs> or two. Uh, and when I went to went down to Port St. Lucie to see him in spring training, uh, nothing particularly to write home, nothing to really write home about defensively. And even with the bat, uh, during those spring training games, it really wasn't happening. But obviously, uh, he's shown time and time again in the minor league level that he could get it done. And uh, at the major league level, hopefully... Sanchez, I don't. I don't think you will. I think. I, I think, think so the either. bat. I think the bat is too valuable, and the and the glove. I'll. I'll. I'll say you know a little uneducated. Uh, uneducated oh, is turning around. Is coming around. Dude, the, the more I think about Francisco Alvarez, the more I'm like, dude, he's just like. This is sounding a lot like Gary Sanchez, man. Hey, well, let's let's give him a chance at the major league oh, level, no, no. and then make our make our judgments. Listen, but man. Listen, Gar- Gar- I ain't saying at all that he's he's gonna like flop like Gary Sanchez. But I'm just saying, man. You know, leading up to him making his debut, oh, you know, if 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 the glove doesn't work out, you know, his bat is valuable, right? Which it, it you know it was for like a hot second with Gary, but then it wasn't, and he was just unplayable, and still that's, is that's unplayable. For sure. That's for sure. Well, now he's now he's down. I think he's down in Sacramento with. With uh, with uh, the San Francisco organization, I'm, let's see if he comes up. With he should the replacement of uh, Joey Bart. I mean, I don't know why he isn't up right now. Well, we will. I'm sure we'll see in the in the coming hours. I know Michael Perez is catching. Yeah, and who who's uh, Sable Blake Sable who started in left field for the Giants also uh, a, a catching option for the Giants. So that's what I think he played behind the plate against the Yankees yesterday. Yeah, he so, did. Well, he, he played all. Uh, he played. Yeah, he played all three games, he and he started. He started by the play for the first time uh, yesterday. So that looks okay. to be the catching tandem in San Francisco. Okay, so no Gary for 
for right now, and only right now, because everything in this game can change on a dime. I think with that, we, we've said enough. We've said enough. You've heard our voices for uh, for long enough. No, we've been almost, chilling for an hour. Almost an hour. Uh, Two well, nine, no, it is an hour, man. 59.30. We got 30 seconds left till the hour mark. Okay. Let's, so, let's count it down. 30. Oh, well, no. we won't do that. We'll 29. Just, we'll send you off. The baseball show that doesn't have a name right now. Well, maybe next time when you do, when you listen, it will. It will. Thank you and good night. It probably won't, to be honest. <laughs>